0: Definitely a different twist to talk radio on Voice America Women's Radio Network. The new face of.
1: Welcome to the Catherine Zox Show. This informative and entertaining show will start your mornings off on the right foot. Here's your host, Catherine Zox, your social worker with the microphone.
2: Good morning. I'm your social worker with the microphone, Catherine Zox, here on Voice America Women's Network with my co host, Lauren Deller. How are you this morning, Lauren?
3: I'm breathing, Catherine. How are you? Did you say you're
2: breathing? (laughs) (laughs) I already know why you're breathing because I've already been talking to you this morning. But are you sitting there with the baby on the lap?
3: No, no, not at the moment. No, I I did not. Almost, but uh, saved by, you know, two minutes or whatever it was. Yeah,
2: well, it's very appropriate because here you are, mother, career, radio show, uh speaker head of a, corp- a business um and uh, only have one child so uh it's a difficult task, I don't know right? how someone will do it with 5 <laughs> <laughs> I don't either I mean I'm not sure I um five children and being vice president and the potential for being the potential. the potential. The potential. The potential. Let's be right. clear. Let's be very clear. Now we have so much to talk about. Oh, we're going to talk for quite a while because we got we got about uh, twenty minutes to talk, and then our guest is coming on, and uh, Bill Tancer, who's author of "Click: What Millions of People Are Doing Online and Why It Matters," and actually it's very relevant today. Uh, it has a, a lot of his uh, stuff that he does online has to do with polling and politics, and we're going to get into some of that uh, in the second half of the show. Did you see Sarah Palin last night and her speech? I was, I was glued. What did you think? You know, I do, I have to
3: say she did a fabulous speech, and I don't appreciate the tactics. If that doesn't help me. The tactics don't help me. They actually push me away. You know. The so what start, was fabulous about her speech? What I was fabulous? Th- I think that she um did a she was connected to it with the general American population as a I'm um, just like her.
2: You know, she made people feel like she was one of us. And how does that translate into being the Vice President of the United States? Do you you want me to be Vice President of the United
3: States? Well, let me tell you something. I said the same thing to my husband last night. (laughs) 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 Because, you know, she and I are a year apart in age. She's one year older than I am. And if I had stayed in my town of Gilderland, I was beginning to do the politics thing what, four or five years ago. I was on the economic development team, you know, meeting regularly with the mayor, and I had this thought, you know, I could do the politics thing really well. You know, I'm thinking, holy mackerel, this is like electing me. <laughs> and,
2: yeah, electing you. I, 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 and you know what? I don't want me or you to be vice I president of the United that. States. I, do, I
3: absolutely agree with that. She's been a year and a half, almost two, as the governor of the state, and it's a rel- it's obviously a small state population-wise. And she knows the oil industry because her husband's worked in it for years. I don't feel like she's qualified. And I do feel like McCain is obviously an older guy. Why? She she has huge potential to end up in the presidential
2: seat. I, th- I find it very scary. and I, I just too. have to be I right out there. And I want to get back to the point you made because I think this <sighs> is something that keeps coming out because Ann Curry interviewed some of the women who were at the uh, convention, and they asked them last night and listened to her speech, what did you like about – uh, Sarah Palin's speech and the only thing that two or three of them said was well she's a real woman she's a real person now I thought everybody I know is a real person I don't know any persons who aren't real so I'm not sure that that has anything to do with your qualifications for being vice president of the United well, States that's of America exactly what it's going to come down to is what are her qualifications and is she, is she able to she, I mean, quite frankly her views on many topics scare me terribly I think she's she's anti choice. Um, and, you know, they keep talking about the fact that she was, you know, she chose her 17 year old daughter who's pregnant and made the choice to have the baby. And I guess. I don't think,
3: no, no. I actually, let's clarify that. I don't think she made the choice. I think her mother did.
2: Well, then that's another issue. So her mother <laughs> it, it allegedly made the choice for her. Uh, I guess the nice part about it, or the best part about it, it, not necessarily nice, but when she, her mother or whoever made the choice, whether it was her mother or it was uh, she of uh, Bristol, uh, she had a choice. So I, I think that that's an important point, and I think that all of us need a choice. Uh, and uh, I think that her policies are to not have a choice, not allow women to have a choice when they're pregnant. Um, and. Uh, that's number one, and uh she's a very very conservative. I find it very insulting to have them compare her to Hillary Clinton, who's at the opposite end of the political scale.
3: I agree with you hundred percent to me it's not it's like comparing um you know two two totally different men, and they're two totally different women just because they're women doesn't make them that we should vote for her i just i get i get Frustrated, annoyed, and scared. When I really listen to her, I get scared. I do have to say, she connected well with people, and that's what she has going for her.
2: She con- she connected well with a certain group of people. She was at the, the Republican. General, yeah, the general blue-collar America. Yeah, and and it seems and and older people. If you looked around that audience, there were a lot of <laughs> older people, and a lot and half the audience, I think, or more, were men. So a with, lot of
3: with buttons that said. Uh, Hot, hot babe. No, hot no, my day. favorite was I saw um, the hottest the hottest governor in the coldest state.
2: The hottest governor in the coldest state. What a prerequisite for being <laughs> the leader of supposedly the Yeah. Uh, 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 it, it really
3: it, does. It scares me. I feel like we're going backwards. If they were to get into office, I feel like we're going backwards in a huge way. I just feel like it's not... I just feel like it's not how we treat people, how they were,
2: how they were, how she was addressing Obama last night. Well, it was very scary, and there are two parts to that, and I, I just want to address just what you said, because you know what, Lauren, first of all, she is, you know, she was Miss Beauty Queen, whatever she was, Miss Congeniality, so, you know, you learn how to speak. If someone gives you a speech, and I do this, I, I do acting, I've been on television, I've been on, uh, in uh, in film, and, you know, if you ha- if you have a pretty good voice, and you're an actor or an actress, you know, someone gives you a speech, and if you have uh, uh, President Bush's uh, speech writers and and coaches helping you, you can say anything. It doesn't necessarily mean that you understand what you're saying or if there's any real substance behind it. You're just reading a speech, which is what she did. Exactly. Uh, And I found no real substance behind it. I mean, I don't think she addressed any of the issues. She didn't uh, Afghanistan. Uh, the war in Iraq. That's what Joe she, Biden said this morning. Were you yeah. listening to Joe Biden this morning? Do I listen to? I I'm listen only to Joe. joking. <laughs> <laughs> he said the but same he was, thing. Yeah, Joe Biden said that, and I think. But but a lot, fortunately, I think a lot of the political pundits have also said that too. I mean, I think the real question is: is when you lead a state,
3: do you have the qualifications to then go ahead and lead the country? And I don't think that that's that's not a good next step. I think there's other ways to. Get yourself into the
2: international scene and the national scene. I don't think it's a good step. I think that uh, you know, you know, you talked about you when you lived in uh, upstate New York and you were involved in politics and you lived in a certain community. You were getting to the point. Well, hey, maybe I could be the mayor of this town. That I had we had guests over last night, and I said to um, one of the guys, I said, you know, this is this very small town where I live. And it's a suburb of a bigger city, which has, which actually has more people than the state of Alaska. <laughs> exactly. uh, and uh, and also, it's the uh, you know the state of Alaska is a very homogeneous group. They're not heterogeneous. And, and I live in a town where there are nine thousand people. I guess the same size as Wassalia or Wasilia or however however you pronounce it. And you could become mayor. Absolutely. But I could not become mayor. I mean, one has to understand their, their own limitations, I think, are important. Uh, being the uh, mayor of the small town uh, or the suburb that I live in, which is a suburb of uh, a major city in New York, uh, is different than being the mayor of New York City or Chicago or L.A. Uh, that's a big leap, let alone going to the national, international. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Inter- so uh here's some you know I I went on and do you look at the bloggers and see what they have to say you know, about
3: know, I don't I love to hear what the bloggers are saying on TV but I don't get on Do you have you have you been online looking at the bloggers this morning?
2: Yeah, I had this. Is these are bloggers. Actually, uh, I don't know if they're. These were these. were a while ago. I think this is a while ago. This all this stuff happened within the past four days, so nothing is a while ago. Um, it's here's decades one. ago. Decades I have. Ago. What do you think of this? I this this woman or this this blogger said, I'm an Alaskan, and I can tell you that Sarah Palin is spending money like there is no tomorrow. Even Democrats here are upset with her. Uh, Sarah Palin is pretty, and that's about it. She, <laughs> she hasn't done much of at all since getting into office 14 months ago other than waste money. That's so such a different story she painted last night, huh? Prior to becoming governor of Alaska, this is a blogger. So she was mayor of the small city of Wasilla, north of Anchorage, and and this blogger says Wasilla is a mess. It's, all right, so that's... <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. The effect yeah. all across the board. I just have to, I,
3: to me, it goes back to character. And what, character and experience. And to me, there was not, she didn't have character. It was really um, low. I just was disappointed. I would be embarrassed of her being up, you know, in our presidential, in a presidential seat. I think that's just, you don't approach people like she approached Barack Obama last night. She
2: was nasty. I she
3: felt. Was nasty. I, I felt like she was nasty, and it didn't make me feel good, or it didn't got, make me feel proud. I me scared. I yeah. Said, oh, she's making me scared. I do not want someone like this
2: representing me in our country. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. I felt uh, this is scary. I feel this is scary. This is divisive. This isn't exactly. unifying the country. This is like politics. Old politics, exactly. as usually really exactly. splitting. Yeah.
3: And um, I thought it was interesting. She called herself a pimple with lipstick. You know, to even say that about herself, I thought that's interesting, to identify women, soccer moms, as pit
2: bulls with lipstick. And, you know, just I thought it was that we want you in our VPC? Yeah, this is somebody who says, what's the difference between a hockey mom? I think it was a hockey mom uh, because up there they play hockey. I actually come from hockey uh, country up in Maine. But hockey mom, what's the difference between a hockey mom and a pit bull lipstick? Well, crazy. It's yeah, crazy. It is crazy. It, and it's just uh, it is. It was upsetting and 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 I had uh, I and I don't remember who it was, but I've been watching uh, you know the the television really all night long and uh one of the um I don't know if it was one of the uh, I don't know if it's Republican or Democrat. It really doesn't make any difference. So one of the some, was analyzing some of the research and, and uh, what has to be done to get the independent voters. And the independent voters, apparently, this is you know you know they do polling. What do they want? The ones who who are in the middle, who could go for Barack or for
3: uh, or, McCain. Or
2: McCain. Uh, they say they want somebody who can unite the country. Well, her speech was exactly the opposite. opposite. Yeah, yeah. I mean, totally the opposite. It was so. It was so. It had this nasty edge to it. Hugely nasty. I just thought it was low class. Yeah, I did too. It wasn't. I mean you said it I didn't say it but uh there was, it wasn't refined it wasn't uh it, it wasn't an intelligent speech it was just a rabble rousing speech that's how I felt and of course she was sitting with you know she was preaching to the choir she's sitting at the Republican convention so um I, and and I can't understand though you know the the newspapers and and, and some of the stuff on um on the the television and the radio this morning talking about what a fabulous speech it was. I mean, I I really didn't see that at all. I totally disagreed with that. That's interesting. I did see it as a
3: speech that um, rallied the Republicans. And I think that she she walked down the old aisle that is how they rallied them in, the, in history, in the past history, and I think she did a good job doing that for them. If I was in the audience, I wouldn't have appreciated that. All right, it. we
2: come back, we're going to talk about that. We're going to take a short break. Catherine Zox and Lauren Beller, Voice of America Women. I'm your social worker with a microphone on The Catherine Zox Show.
0: We don't beat you over the head with our opinion. And we listen to yours. The new face of talk radio, Voice America, Women's Radio Network.
1: America is facing a skilled workforce shortage. SkillsUSA can help. What is SkillsUSA? SkillsUSA is life changing. SkillsUSA is awesome. SkillsUSA is one of the biggest opportunities life can give you.
0: SkillsUSA is amazing.
1: SkillsUSA is motivating. SkillsUSA, SkillsUSA specifically prepares you for the workforce. SkillsUSA empowers students to connect with a network of people, starting with their classmates, to their advisors, to other people in their states. Holistic health and well-being covers many facets, including stress, time management, weight loss, cardiovascular training, and aging. And that's just to name a few. Your Life Without Limits will help to sort it all out for you. Join host Joe Sardi and the top minds in holistic health and well-being for an educational and entertaining hour. Listen for Your Life Without Limits. Heard every Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice
0: America Health and Wellness Network.
2: Welcome back to The Catherine Zock Show on Voice America Women's Network. You're listening to The Catherine Zock Show. I'm your social worker with a microphone, uh, mother of three, and my co-host is Lauren Deller, mother of one. Let's talk about motherhood and making choices because uh, this seems to be a big issue in this campaign. And before you start to say anything, Lauren, I want to talk about Hillary's judgment and choices, and I think she, makes, she has really good judgment. Here's a woman who has... Been started you know knew she was going to be a politician lawyer first in her class at Wellesley uh one of the first uh you know of several women to go to Yale law school uh law, lawyer um senator from New York state et cetera, lots of experience and made the choice and I admire her for this I admire her for this she decided to have one child so that that's a real I think that's a, a good In in my book, knowing what she wanted to do politically and in terms of career, um, it it afforded her, I think, to do both and and has done a wonderful and has done a really good job at it. So uh, it has, that's all I have to say. (laughs) I think that you bring up a really good point because I was annoyed
3: yesterday or this morning. I don't remember what it was. It was, um, I heard. People saying, "With him as a mother of five, can she really take this job?" And they got someone got mad and said, "If she was a woman, if she was a man, would you be asking the same question?" And I have to say, wait a second, a man does not have the same responsibilities. I'm sorry, doesn't have the same responsibilities as a dad
2: as a mother does. I, I They're agree different. They' are different, and I think isn't this what the far right has been trying to tell us that you know oh my God. I mean it's sort of just changing this whole thing around I mean it's sort of it sounds it's like it's crazy making right it is it, it's different. mothers give birth, fathers don't give birth, so when you give birth, you know and you have a baby and there's a lot of physical stuff that happens to you, and it's very different for a woman than it is for a man and I mean, you can't
3: tell me that her husband what's his name? I don't uh I can't think of his first name first right now. Dude the, first started, first the first dude, dude exactly, of, of, the first dude of Alaska. Alaska. Yeah, you can't tell me the first dude of Alaska is um is what's it called, the stay-at-home dad, because he is the world-class snowmobile champion. So he, you know, he's out snowmobiling all winter long, which is what nine months a year in Alaska. <laughs> 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 so there's no parent home with those children. Someone else is raising those children
2: yeah well, what do you uh, yeah so that that's that's a good point. what about this? What about this, Lauren? What do you think? I mean they're saying you know kids are off limits, you're not supposed to talk about the children. the press is supposed to well even Barack off- Obama's saying that what even Barack Obama Obama's telling us that yeah okay well let's let's just i mean they want to put him in a hole, I think with that, or they're trying to, so he's saying, okay, kids are off limits she's parading her kids up and down the stage with these photo ops last night, as far as I could see, you know, the little, the youngest little girl holding the baby and yep. and uh, uh, Cindy McCain holding the baby. And, uh, you know, t- to me it looked like uh, they were front and center. Um,
3: Absolutely front and yeah. center. The kids were front and center. Yeah. So if
2: they're front and center, then, uh, you know, people are going to talk about them.
3: But I do think that it's one more way to show that show the American public how "quote" normal she is. But I ha- I don't know how you would be a parent of five and be a good vice president unless you are not doing one well, either mothering or vice president job.
2: Yeah, I I think so too, and I'm a feminist. I mean, it has nothing to do with feminism. It has to do with choices and good judgment. Choices and good judgment. It doesn't. It's. It, and and I, I question that. I question her judgment. I question her choices, and um, I, to me, it's. Uh, I, you know, it just puts me in a, a situation that I think about what would I do in that situation. Um, I if I, if I had a daughter. And, I mean i don't have daughters, I have sons, but if I were in that situation and I had a daughter who was pregnant uh out of wedlock a, a teenager, i don't think I would be have parading her up on stage. I mean you know we all have our problems we have cri- you know all that that 's not what I'm saying, but I think I would respect her privacy, and uh that would be something that I would not choose to do that's exactly what um someone else said it to me in the past twenty four hours that
3: just the choice around saying yes to this particular position at this time in her daughter's life is saying, oh, well, it happened to you, but I'm going to go ahead with my big life and you're part of it, so come on, let's go with or without the consequences here.
2: Uh, <laughs> I feel bad for her, that, that 17-year-old. She's got to be cringing. I feel bad for her too. I really feel bad for her. I actually felt bad for the the baby. I mean, I, you know you know when you have a baby, a 4-month-old baby, and I was a strong believer when I had my kids that um it was you know, I guess I just have different mothering um a different approach to mothering than uh, than Sarah, but uh you know, it four months old really belong in bed and uh, on some kind of a routine and without all the stimulation. And, you know, four month old babies are very sensitive, very vulnerable. And I think it's important, uh, you know, in terms of their, uh, just their well-being to to, to to not be in those kinds of situations with the, the bright lights and the people and the noise and all of that. Yeah, it almost seems selfish. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I just found that just very, to me, offensive. Uh, and I, because I, I didn't do that with my children I think that it's just you know you're talking about a very tiny baby uh, you know uh, uh, four months uh, very young and I I just all of that kind of stuff so all right that's her mothering stuff I guess right yeah and and there are people that have
3: I'm sure lots of kids that do big jobs so the question is is can she I don't know how you do it but can she and how how will she explain to us how she will because quite frankly women have been asking that question for decades now so answer the question, Sarah. Tell us how do you yeah. do it?
2: Yeah. yeah, I don't know that she's. Well, you know, they tout her; she's this fabulous mom. Well, you know, we're all moms. What makes you a fabulous mom? You know, you do, you, what what makes her a better mom than any of us? I, I don't know. And 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 as we you know go back to what we we're talking about at the beginning of the show is being a mom does not necessarily is not a prerequisite for being the vice president of the United States. Exactly, I, I agree with that. They aren't connected. They They're are not, not connected.
3: But so. I think that's a really important point. People say that that question should be off limits. I don't think that question should be off limits. I go to, I speak all over, and every place I go, the big question people want to know is, "Do you have kids?" And I have to tell you, I think you and I have talked about this a long time ago, that people thought that I was doing all of what I was doing when I didn't have a child, and they would say, "Oh, you don't have any kids, so you don't understand me." Well, now they I do have a, t- a daughter who's two and a half, and you know, two and a are a handful, whether they're angels or not, and. They all—they still ask the question. Okay, how do you do it? So if I get asked the question from other moms, other businesswomen, why can't we ask her that question to understand? Because people are really wanting to learn, and if she's doing it so great, let's learn from it so that we can go forward.
2: Yeah, I, I yeah, I mean, I I just that's a, and that's a good point. I mean, women have always had to struggle with the you know child. You know, taking you know the child and taking care of the kids and having a job, but this isn't a job either. This is not a job. It's this not. is vice president of the United States of America. It's not a part time job. It it is never part time. There's not the option to make it a part time job. You have to make really tough choices and tough decisions. And if you become president of the United States, uh, then you know it. There's nothing part time about it. There are no there's no leeway. And, and I. That's different than a job. Um, What's interesting about this is I don't
3: think there's ever been a case that we're ever so um, concerned. I mean, I think we're all concerned that the vice president could be president. It's always a question we ask, but in this case, it's really a
2: possibility. Yeah, in this case, we have a, a, a you know a presidential candidate as we all know, 72 years old. He's had I think four bouts with cancer. So I mean, yeah, it is a reality. It absolutely is a reality, and he he's. Um,
3: I think in some ways he's wanting her to be more involved in his – it seems – I could be wrong about that. Like even – someone said, you know, what's what really is the VP role?
2: And I think it depends on the president. She said it. She said it. Did she say that? Yes, she did. Up until – I don't know at what point that was, whether it was last year or this year. They have a clip of her. I guess they were asking her something about the vice presidential candidate. Would she be – a candidate or willing to be one, and she said, "Well, what does the vice president do?" <laughs> well, I really think that it depends on the president
3: in a lot of ways. Like, does how does that president include or exclude that person from decision making, and and what you know how they divvy up the role? And I would think McCain, being who he is and as old as he is, he's going to want a very active, involved VP, just because
2: he's seventy, whatever he is. 72, I think he just had his 72nd birthday. I actually think he just turned 73. Oh, 73? Yeah, I think he did.
3: Yeah, 73 and four bouts of melanoma, which is the most deadly
2: skin cancer there is. Well, all right, so what are uh, Sarah Palin's views on all of uh, the things that we mentioned earlier, What you know, in terms of... uh, uh, Standard of living, and and I hope your guest is um, not listening, or if they are, they agree with us. (laughs) Now the guest is interesting because he's just uh, Bill tancer I hope he is listening. Probably is. Most of the guests, you know what they do? They listen to the show so they get a feel for the kinds of questions they're going to be asked, or you know. So most of them do listen, unless they're coming off another show and going directly into my show. You know, and then they don't have that an opportunity to do that. But um, if they aren't doing that, then they listen to the show to kind of hear, get a feel for what my point of view is. So, uh, but Bill has Bill Tanzer. Bill, as if I know him, but I don't. Um, he actually, I mean, his book is about how we get information off of the internet, and there are implications for how we get the information, what kind of information we're looking digital information, what kind of information we look for, uh, and how we reference our politicians and how that affects the way we vote. So I want to get into some of that with him. Um, so it really fits into what we're talking about. Want to hear one more blog? I do. I'm curious which blog you're on. I don't know. I mean, there are so many blogs. Um this is really nasty. Yes, yes, I would vote Sarah Palin for VP any day, just to get her out of Alaska. She's ruining our state, and if the rest of the country is as stupid as the majority of Alaskans who approve of her, and they, she- and this blogger says the same 500 people are polled each time. Yes, 500 out of 6,000, which is the entire state population. Then the U.S. deserves to have a completely incompetent hockey mom as VP. Oh my God, it's so scary. Uh-huh. Yes, that was one of the bloggers. I mean, there are thousands. You know, the power of the Internet, very interesting, because I think that's going to affect um, who, who we all vote for. And I'm not so sure that the Republican Party has a real fix, or at least on um, the power of the Internet.
3: I agree with you. that Because, again, in gen- and this is a general, some people will not agree with this, but this is a general statement. I think Republicans are just more old school overall, so they're not using the technology that's at their hands that I- is very, very valuable. And I yes. think that um, the Democrats this year are using it in... The most amazing way, and not just
2: Internet, but cell phones, too. I agree, and hopefully Bill Panzer can respond to that. With the author of Click. You're listening to Catherine docs We're going to take a short break. Don't go away. Thanks for joining us this morning.
0: Talk radio that informs, entertains, and enlightens you. Voice America, Women's Radio Network.
5: Today's professional woman is confronted by outrageous advertising and cultural pressures that assume how a woman should look and behave. The show Women, Food, Sex, and Power, Rekindling Your Fire will finally challenge these seriously flawed assumptions and discuss daring alternatives. Join host Bethany Gagné for an authentic reflection of the modern woman every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health and Wellness.
1: Hey y'all, this is Stephen Cochran. As a country artist, I have traveled around this great country of ours, often meeting our brave men and women in uniform. And as a Marine and veteran of both the Iraq and Afghan conflict, I know how important it is to thank our troops who defend our freedom each and every day. One of the best ways to thank them is to give their children and spouses the gift of education. Scholarships for two years, four years, and vocational school. This is exactly what a national charity, Thanks USA, does. Please go to their website, www.thanksusa.org, to make a generous donation to the Thanks USA Scholarship Fund for the families of the troops, and I thank you.
0: finally radio that was made just for you voice america women's radio network
1: you're listening to the Catherine zopp show on the voice america women's channel if you'd like to join our conversation this morning call now the toll-free number is 866-472-5788 that number again is 866-472-5788
2: Welcome back to the Catherine Zox Show. You're listening to Voice America Women's Network with Catherine Zox and Lauren Beller. Thanks for joining us this morning. And, uh, well, Bill was supposed to join us this morning. Maybe he heard our conversation and decided not to join us this morning. <laughs> Who knows, right? I, that could happen. I could I could believe that could happen. I, I want to take a poll because I really I don't want to let go of this, this conversation. Because, Lauren, and you and I are, like you said, you're, what, a couple years a, a year one younger. Year, one year. I'm be, next yeah. week, I am going to be forty-three. So she's forty-four. So she's forty-four, and I'm at the other end of the baby boomer stick. So uh, tell us, uh, and I want to hear. Uh, tell me the response. I mean, you talk to your girlfriends. You talk to your male friends. What you know? We've been talking about our feelings and and, and you know our response to her and her speech and who she is. And but what? Tell me what about. Other people that you've talked to, other women that you've talked to. I mean, is there a... mixed? And I'm shocked at it. And I have to tell a really funny story.
3: I was at this kid's little indoor gym, you know, here in um, in Austin when it's 100 degrees every day. You go to indoor gyms where these big inflatable toys, you know, big huge kids run around. They have a great time. But it's... so anyway, I was there on Friday. The, mo- the at the time that she was being announced, and it's very funny because I don't know these people very well because I'm you know relatively new here in Austin and it's not something right now that you say so let's talk about it <laughs> without knowing you know you never know at which side are they on and in Texas it's more likely that they're on you know the Palin McCain side so anyway Palin gets announced the other day and I'm we're all sitting there staring at the TV that's on in the in this gym so at first I didn't even we didn't know who she was and I'm like I I said, I think they said Alaska. And this other woman said, no, I'm so excited she's from Texas. (laughs) (laughs) So then this other friend and I were there. We were were actually there together. Everybody else we were not with. But they were really rooting for her because they thought someone spread the rumor that she was from Texas, a senator from Texas. I'm like, I don't think so. So anyway, we listen and we hear immediately, you know, she's um, she's pro-life. She is... And to, she wants people to bear arms. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the whole list goes. And immediately that's what comes across. And the two of us looked at each other and we said, never is going to happen. And I was so relieved to hear another person my age with another two-and-a-half-year-old that we agreed. And, it, and what I'm finding is there's more and more and more of us like
2: here in here in Texas. Yeah. So uh, I yeah. love that. Okay, so that's Texas and if you open up and you get see I I ask everybody. I have maybe because I'm older than you are, I poll everybody. I polled the Terminex guys when they came to get rid of my bugs. I go to the grocery store and I <laughs> ask people, oh by the way, actually I was in uh, Baltimore over Labor Day at Labor Day and I was sitting in the airport and the TV was on and they were talking about the uh, the vice presidential candidate and so I sat down beside a lady and I sort of uh started to talk to her and then I got right into uh, I want to I started interviewing her. You yeah, are so of funny. Yeah. So, and what I, do you find? Uh, I find it's mixed. I find, of course, that I tend to my friends tend to you know you hang around with people who think the same way you do. So um, my girlfriends call me up, you know, every time something comes on the on the TV. Well, what do you think? And we, of course, we agree. Well, well, I
3: always speak to my friends that agree, and we have a really good time with that, and you know, I was here, I was, my husband thinks I'm over the top with it. He says, Lauren, you're way over the edge with this. You need to, like,
2: get yourself under control. I'm like, whatever. I am very uh, passionate about it. but he, So how do you feel when he says that? Because, you know, when, whenever either my boys or my boyfriend or my ex-husband used to say that to me, get things oh. under control, my blood pressure, that's why I have to take blood pressure medication <laughs> now, would go like skyrocket. Don't, when you tell me to to control it and to kind of tone that it down. It, yeah. It, you go more it makes you go more. Yeah, I get into a rage. Yeah, I, I don't do that but I um I just I don't
3: let it get in my way. I just don't let his comments I don't stop it and I don't do it more. I just keep going. I don't stop it. It's and I love it when someone else brings it up to me and I say to him, By the way, we're having this discussion and I didn't bring it up. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but I, it's, every day I'll talk to somebody about it. And I have one very good friend in Albany actually who's on the fence and she's not for the Brock you know, team and she's not for McCain and she's struggling who to vote for. She's thinking she's not going to vote. Well, you know me. I email her every t- detailed bit of information I have. I just emailed her this morning, so what do you think about the speech last night? I haven't heard. I'm waiting with uh, bated breath.
2: Well, just put me on the list because uh, and you don't, obviously, not going to say the name over the air, but put me on the list, and I'll get my two cents in, either through email or calling them up. No, I mean, you have to do that. Uh, no, and we have to do, especially the ones that are in
3: the middle. That it's one thing if they're already passionate for McCain's group. I don't want to change it. I really want to change the ones that are
2: the, in the middle and don't know who to vote for. Have you? Do you know that? I think she's the Democratic. Um, she's a Congresswoman from Florida. Um. And her name is Debbie Wasserman Schultz, and she's been on the air several times um, discussing – Well, she was a Hillary fan, et cetera um, – but I want to hold that thought, because I don't want to get into this, because we now have Bill. We finally got a hold of Bill. Where has he been? But he's on, so we want to talk to him, because we only have—we don't have that much time. Hi, Captain.
6: Uh, Sorry we're late.
2: That's okay. Welcome to the show. Nice to have you on. I have to give the intro, because, uh, Bill, you are the author of Click, What Millions of People Are Doing Online and Why It Matters. Uh, what time of year do teenage girls search for prom dresses online and how does the quick adoption of technology affect business success? How is the Internet itself affecting the way we experience the world? Um, you say that search data appears to tell us that Internet searchers are more interested in the image of the candidate than they are in the candidate's stance on issues or, or his or her voting record, which is what I want to talk about today. But anyway, Bill is a Time.com and was named one of the 12 people to watch in the television industry by TV Week. How's that? That's perfect. <laughs> Good. All <laughs> That's right. <a> That's so, <laughs> Well, your book is very timely. I mean, I, you know, the power of the Internet. Talk to us about the book and uh, why you wrote it and uh, the implications for us uh, reading the book, Click, what millions of people are doing online and why it matters.
6: Sure, Catherine. So the book, Click, just came out this week, and it's about what I do for a living, so uh, with my company, HitWise, I um, analyze what 10 million people uh, are doing online every single day in the aggregate. You know, what sites are we going to? What terms are we searching on? And there's incredible insight to be had in terms of understanding who we are, um, how things affect us in the real world in terms of how we react online. And it's, it's interesting that you mentioned image and politics because uh, my column this week for time.com is about just that, specifically about um, Sarah Palin and just how popular Um, She is in terms of Internet searches.
2: And she's well, you say, isn't this that people, but it's a real concern, though, because people who vote based on the image, I mean, that's what your research, that's what you're finding?
6: yeah, Yeah, exactly. So when I wrote the book, we talked a lot about the image of Barack Obama and about John McCain, but just this last week, we saw a massive spike in searches on Sarah Palin in fact, searches on on her exceeded the searches on Barack Obama, on on McCain, on on Biden. In fact, she had more searches than any of those uh, candidates have had. In fact, she's the most searched on political um, um, personality in the last three years.
2: Well, one so, reason for that, Bill, because no one's ever heard of her before. So, well, that's
6: you know, that's what I thought too when I saw this spike. And, and you know, I often come up with hypotheses when I see the spikes, like, okay, this is why that happened. So. One thing that we do, the next step, is I looked at all the ways people were searching for Sarah Palin, and that was really interesting. Talk about image! If you look through about the top uh, thousand, eleven hundred search terms on her, a lot of them were looking for pictures of Sarah Palin, specifically hot pictures of Sarah Palin. So I, it's, it's it's taken it's taken image to a whole new level. Uh, people looking for pictures from her beauty pageant days.
3: Oh my God.
6: Yeah, and, and not so much um it's searches terrible. on her it's terrible because not so much searches on her political stance on issues. Uh those appear as well. Um but you know, you get into the data and you start to get an understanding of, of the psyche of, of uh of some of the American public, internet users, hopefully voters you get a little bit concerned about what we're concerned about.
2: I get a lot concerned. I mean, Bill, when you say they were looking for these hot pictures, can you tell whether it's male or female or who's – I mean, is there yeah, a difference? Yeah, we,
6: we can't exactly tell because we don't have demographics of search terms. But just from what I know from analyzing this data in the past, I'm pretty sure those are, are male Internet searchers. And I can also tell you as we start to gather more data – a lot of the searches have to do with this urban legend that's popped up. You know, a lot of people using Photoshop these days to take the head of one person and superimpose them on the body of, of another. And there's a, a bunch of pictures that are circulating on the Internet that are doctored photos of Sarah Palin that shows her in bikinis and, and, and other, um, other type pictures. And, and that's one of the things that's feeding these type of search terms are people looking just for those pictures.
2: Well, she was a, a what, Miss Congeniality, one of the runners-up right. yeah, Miss Alaska contest or whatever, so I, I assume there would be pictures of her in bathing suits. But the whole issue is, what does this have to do with her ability to govern and be Vice President and or President of the United States of America?
6: And that's exactly the question. And It's just, just isolated to, to, uh, to Sarah Palin. If you look at McCain and Obama searches, there are tons of searches for how tall is Obama, how old is John McCain. All about their family, but you have to get really far down in the list to get any searches that ask about stances on, on specific issues.
2: So, Bill, what does that say about us as the American public and voters? And, and, and how is the you know, it doesn't sound to me it's going to stand us in very good stead. I mean, we're not informed. If these are the kinds of things we're looking up or the information we're trying to get on the Internet about our politicians.
6: Yeah, unfortunately it tells us that. I think a lot of it has to do with image. When we pull um, that drape and we go into the voting booth, I think a lot of us um, think about image and gut feel first before we actually get to our ideas on specific issues, um, which uh, it's just the way it is. That's that's what the data is telling us.
2: Isn't that pretty scary stuff in terms of, like, where we sit right now politically, uh, nationally, and internationally? I mean, see, I am sitting down thinking of trying to picture... Uh, Sarah Palin sitting down with, uh, uh, you know, the the, the president of, of of Russia. I mean, or sitting down with uh, you know, Sheikh Mohammed. Or you know, I mean, that to me is pretty scary.
6: Yeah, you know, these are very important decisions for us as a country, and you know, hopefully we'll see more uh, searches as we get closer to the election that will be more issue related. But you know, this is just an example of the type of insight that search data can give us on particular topics. It, can go, you know, um, in all sorts of different directions. You know, one of the things we talk about in the book is our fears and how we search in our fears. And it's very difficult to get, as a market researcher, I know it's very difficult to get survey responses on fears uh, because a lot of people aren't willing to admit what they're afraid of. One of the things we did with our data is we could filter out um, all the searches of several million that contain fear of and actually rank uh, our fears. And it's fascinating to look at. Um, that type of data, I think, gives us insight we can't get anywhere else
2: we are. We got a minute left to go, so we're going to just take a short break, and then we're going to come back very quickly. We have lots more to talk about, and uh, you're listening to The Catherine Zock Show on Voice America Women's Network. Bill Tancer, author of Click, with Lauren Beller, my co-host. Thanks for joining us this morning. Don't go away. Voice America Women's Network, I'm your social worker with a microphone.
4: Hey Ranger, why do you have to remind people to be careful with fire? Well, Mister Mountain Lion, sometimes people need to be reminded about certain things, like not to run with scissors or let children play with wild dingoes, and to be responsible for fires they start. So what you're saying is that people can be careless and forgetful? Pretty much. <laughs> that makes me very sad. Sounds like someone needs a hug. Back off or I'll turn your hat into confetti. Remember, only you can prevent wildfires. A public service
1: message from Smokey Bear, the U.S. Forest Service's state forester and the Ad Council.
5: Experts say everybody is addicted to something. Did you know that addiction affects about 15% of our country's middle class population? How many people do you know who are dependent on some kind of substance? Would you guess your friends, your neighbors? How about your family? You may be surprised. Many of us live with chronic pain, which has made us drug dependent, prescription drug dependent. Others struggle with alcohol, methamphetamine, and cocaine addiction. Do you have a chronic pain problem? There is another way out. Tune in each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time for a new prescription for health with Dr. Richard Gracer on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Great guests, great
0: stories, great listening. Voice America, Women's Radio Network.
1: listening to the Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America Women's Channel. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788.
2: Welcome back to the Catherine Zox Show. Thanks for joining us this morning. I'm Catherine Zox on Voice America Women's Network. I'm your social worker with the microphone with my colleague lauren beller and joining us this morning has been author bill tancer if you're just joining us he is the author of click what millions of people are doing online and why it matters um one of the things in the that you say bill and i just wanted to address this is you said that uh, uh people behave on what how people behave online is often very different from how they behave offline what does that mean
6: well, you know, one of the things that um, that we find with the internet, we just talked about it before the break, is when you have the anonymity and the um, the ability to converse with things like a search engine, and it, it almost looks like people are conversing with search engines based on what they type in. Uh, you get a different view than you would if you tried to ask those questions as a researcher. Or even in conversation with somebody in a real-world situation, you get different answers. And you know, there's, there's some really telling things in terms of our fears, but also in how we search on questions like why. And that was one of the most moving things I found as I looked through this data, is to, as we did with fears, take about 4 million search terms and just isolate those terms where people answer, uh, ask the question why, why is um, and you know, there's just some really interesting things that people are typing in, and I think they're asking questions that they normally wouldn't in regular conversation because there's this comfort about asking an algorithm a question versus
2: yeah, well, it's asking anonymity. No judge. one's going to know, but you're going to no know. One's gonna know <laughs>
6: and no one's going to judge you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know,
2: and we're judging, so you know, people do know, but no one knows who specifically is asking. Exactly,
6: the we just know in aggregate.
2: Yeah. So, okay, give us tell us some. Of, what are some of those questions?
6: Well, you know, there are a lot of, uh, of questions about relationships in the why section, a lot of people asking, you know, why did he leave me? Why did she leave me? Um, why did this happen to me? A lot of, of, of almost existential questions, you know, why, why, um, why did they take uh, this person away from me? I, I guess alluding to somebody who may have passed away that's trying to come to grips with a loss and is querying a search engine to try and find the answer. Um, it's, it's just fascinating. And, and even down to how-to, um, this is, to me, one of the most interesting things, is figuring out what we as a society don't know how to do based on our how-to queries. And I was quite shocked at the number one how-to query that we enter in uh, as a society. And this number one query hasn't changed in the last three years. It's always been ranked number one. It's how to tie a tie.
2: How to tie a tie.
6: Yes. And it, you get, <laughs> if, if you track it over time, it actually peaks in the summer months, probably around wedding season. I do that same analysis in, in, in the UK, and how to tie a tie is number 51 of uh, several hundred terms.
2: So... Why do you think that's the number one question, how to tie a tie? I don't know how to tie a tie. Actually, I have three boys, but I got divorced, and I, it's interesting you should say that. And when they were with me and we had to do a tie thing, I didn't know how to tie the tie. So, yeah,
6: um, you know, just difference in society. I think not that many of us are dressing up uh, anymore, and we, we hit wedding season, and some of us have to remind ourselves how to tie a double Windsor or, um, you know, uh I don't know the names of the different knots, but we are, we're searching on that. Uh, but then, as you go down further, there's a lot of just also very interesting how-tos. What are we, what do we not know how to do? And you know, this data, this search data, kind of reveals that for us.
2: So, how can you take all that information that you have and 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 uh, do something with it in a, in a positive way? What what can we do with the information? Well, what can the information you have? How will that impact society?
6: Uh, sure. You know, there's definitely commercial applications for this. So, you know, we talk about the timing of when people search for things. Very valuable to uh, to businesses to understand when are we actually interested in something. You know, for example, Halloween searches started two weeks ago, which um, you know a lot of retailers might be surprised about that there's people are searching on costumes uh, as early as in in mid August. Um, holiday searches start uh, actually right about now. And so giving businesses that understanding of how consumers time thing, I think, is very valuable. Um, as a writer, I, I also, you know, I write for time.com. Uh, um, I'm also a correspondent, a guest correspondent for ABC News. I actually use this data to figure out what to write about. You know, I could just guess at what people would be interested in reading about. Instead, I look at this aggregate search term data to find out What topics are people searching on and talking about on the Internet as a way of deciding what I might want to concentrate on to to serve uh, consumer demand?
2: Yeah, so you have an understanding, obviously, of what the trends are, what people are interested in, and Mm -hmm. then you write about them, and I suppose other writers can do the same. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, All right, so talk to us. I want to just get back to the election because I can't seem to stay away from that. Yeah, Yes, (laughs) Sure. Well, do you think, and i want to ask, you know I always have a sense that maybe the Republican. we met i was talking to Lauren before you got on the show um that the Republican party because it seems to me and i'm not sure this is true, maybe you can answer the question is made up of perhaps there are a lot uh, more older uh people, older constituents than, say, in the Democratic Party, that they don't have a sense of the power of the Internet and haven't had that sense even in this election. You know, they get up, and I think they do a lot of these photo ops on television and, uh, you know, a lot of uh, kind of stuff that you see that I don't think is true. But the Internet, then, is a whole other way of communicating, than young people are doing it, and especially those, uh, I think, who are for Obama. Um, so... My question is, I guess, do you think that's true? Do you think that the Republicans, I mean, perhaps don't have a real sense of how powerful the Internet is and its impact even on who votes, you know, on voting and how people vote?
6: You know, actually, I think the opposite. I probably had the same uh, thought or hypothesis that you did before I looked at the data but it turns out both parties are actually very savvy in terms of their use of the Internet. I'd say the Republicans are actually more savvy in their use of, uh, of online media, consumer-generated media and video. Uh, and I would say that um, the Obama campaign, the Democrats are a lot more savvy in more traditional Internet um, um, marketing, and getting the word out to uh, the Democrats uh, using traditional channels like email. Uh, their web and uh, and social networking. So I see both. I think you know the interesting story, though, is uh, even though he wasn't successful, the internet phenomenon that Ron Paul was. And here's the oldest of uh, of the three, and by far he was getting more internet searches, more visits to his website than anybody, and he was the most internet savvy.
2: Well, didn't John McCain say that he doesn't? know how to use the internet Wasn't
6: that so? <laughs> <laughs> I remember a quote like that but you know I, I think he's got people in his camp that definitely do know how to use it and and I, they've been very um, very effective in putting up web-based commercials uh, up on YouTube I think more effective than perhaps um, perhaps the Democrats but you know, then, then again I think Obama has been a lot more successful in terms of, of finding the, the the right ways to campaign online and to to uh, to gather donations yeah, I was that was my next question. It.
2: What about raising yeah. money? Who does be- who does better at raising money on the net?
6: Yeah, well, I don't see the actual money going back and forth. I can just look in the aggregate at where people are going and on these individual sites. It, my sense is is that the Democrats have the the online contribution um, concept down better than the Republicans do.
2: What has been the biggest? You know, we only have a few minutes left, so tell us what's been the biggest surprise since you started doing this. This, um, you know, um, how long has it been?
6: It's been about five years that I've been analyzing this data. And I'd have to say the biggest surprise to me is uh, just how repetitive our patterns are. Now, take something that's that's pretty commonplace, like our search for diets. I know to the day uh, when our searches on diets are going to peak. Of course, it's January 1st for New Year's resolution. I know that that peak will last for about four days, and they will start to plummet on January 5th. And I know every year that the bottom point in searches on diets is going to be Thanksgiving Day, Now, the reason I'm surprised is just how repetitive it is and how I can nail when it's going to be the next year. And, you know, what that tells me is that there's this common thread that runs through all of us when I look at this data and I see other patterns repeating as well, that, you know, even though we're all different, we also do some things the same way, and that common thread is is clearly visible in how we use the Internet.
2: Fascinating! It's a great book. I want to make sure uh, listeners know they can purchase the book. They can go. There are two websites. They online bookstores everywhere, but also uh, they can go what to your website. There are two uh, websites. Uh, BillTancer.com.
6: That's right. T-A-N-C-E-R.com. Mm-hmm.
2: And then click dot have You got it. And, and also, you can actually go to HyperionBooks.com. So there are three websites to go to, and uh, and your book is available uh, on audiobooks as well, right?
6: It is. It's available on audio, and you can get that at your local bookseller. You can go to Amazon, Borders, or Barnes and Noble on uh, .com as well to purchase online.
2: Terrific. Been great talking to you today. Thanks so much.
6: Yeah, thank you for having me.
2: Yeah, great information. Very interesting. I mean, uh, I, Lauren, I don't know if you have a copy of the book, but I will send you a copy because it really is It's a terrific book, What Millions of People Are Doing Online and Why It Matters, and It Does Matter. Click. Bill Tancer. Got to say goodbye, Lauren. You have a great week. Yeah, you too. Keep I will. converting those people. I'm going to keep you on the net and watch TV and on the radio 30 seconds to go. You've been listening to The Catherine Zock Show. I'm your social worker with a microphone with Lauren Beller on Voice America Women's Network. And you all have a great day, and we'll, we'll see you next week.
1: Hope you've enjoyed today's episode of The Catherine Zox Show. You can listen live every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific time on Voice America Women's Channel. Want to know more about Catherine? Visit her website at www.catherinezox.com. Be sure to join us next week for more interviews and great conversation with Catherine Zox.